Mare Veu, or that African butterfly, as I'm known on social media. And I'm Alicia, also known as AP Young or APY Black on social media. And we are so excited to bring you the first episode of our new series, More Than My Size. So Alicia and I were talking and, you know, we're just two women out here navigating through life in larger bodies, doing our thing. Um, but we've noticed that a lot of times when there's TV shows or a series about people, you know, who are bigger, they always show the other side of it, the sad side of it, the we can't do anything, the we're home all the time and we're mopey. And while yes, that's definitely a part of it for some people, there's also the side of it where we're out here kicking butt and taking names, right, Alicia? Absolutely. Um, I think this kind of stemmed for me from watching my 600 pound life, don't judge me, um, and thinking while there were aspects of their story that were totally relatable to me, there were so many aspects that were not. And I would just love to show a side of plus size bodies living normal lives without feeling like all our time is consumed by our weight and consuming food. Um, I know that I am a mom, I'm a business owner, I'm also a blogger, and I have a disability. And I'm still out here kicking butt, taking names, doing all that. And that's the kind of thing I want to show people. Yeah, absolutely. And like Alicia said, she is a mom, a blogger, a businesswoman. She has chronic illness that she talks about. Um, and I'm out here single and ready to mingle. Yeah, but, you know. <laughs> doing Alicia thinks I probably mingle a little too much but that's we'll save that for another episode mm -hmm. <laughs> but you know I'm out here I have a full-time job I'm navigating a career change I do a lot with communication so I'm writing a lot I do a lot of stuff with nonprofits. so um you know we just want to show that other side of it and talk about things yes we are actually both on a weight loss journey um Alicia is actually working towards getting her a lap band, right, Alicia? Nope, it's um, VSG, the yes. vertical sleeve gastrectomy. It's um, sort of like gastric bypass without all the replumbing done. Um, so it's just where they kind of snip off a sliver of your stomach and make it a little sleeve, which is why it's called the sleeve. Mm -hmm. And she's doing that because she has, um, you know, some medical issues that are leading her down that path being the right path for her which again, we'll get into more later. And I'm on the weight loss journey. I'm still on the natural side of it because I'm still trying to figure out if I, a lot of it's mental for me. So I'm trying to get over that aspect on the mental side before I think about other um, physical sides. But that's not the only thing we ever talk about. We have a lot going on. Uh, we are just as active and as part of the world as our slimmer, normal size body people. And that's what we want to show. We want to talk about different aspects. Yes, we want to talk about what it's like navigating through, you know, in our bodies, taking up spaces, being okay and proud of who we are. But we also want to talk about the other side of it, the fun side of it, the things that we're able to do and the fact that we don't let our bodies hold us back from living our life to the fullest. Absolutely. I honestly feel like a lot of times bigger bodies are only received well when they are apologetic for their size graveling for you know but i'm trying to work on getting smaller and slimmer because society really equates being smaller as being worthy and while i have no problems with weight loss obviously since i'm on my weight loss journey i do have a problem with feeling as if we are only received well when we're apologetic for who we are. And we want to definitely show the flip side of that. Um, I have every right to take up the space that I take up and I have every right to be proud of myself and my body as it is. And I think we really want to discuss like healthy 
thinking patterns when it comes to what it really means to honor your body, celebrate your body, and it not having to be better in order for you to do those things. So I cannot wait to get into those topics with you. Yes, um, we talk about it frequently just in each other's DMs. So, and we've been doing a lot of makeup and therapy. Um, Alicia, as you can see, is gorgeous and just all on it with her makeup, that's the makeup <laughs> line. Uh, I'm a work in progress, I'm okay with that. Some days I'm on it, some days I'm, you know. But um, we just have fun just doing our makeup and chatting and we've talked to different people. So we just wanted to bring it on a space where those conversations can live on where it's not just us talking, because sometimes people don't have time to tune in live. So this way allows us to talk about different topics. Like I said, what's going on in each of our lives, um, things that pertain to uh, weight loss as well, and just bodies in general. Um, I think something that we both talk about that we're not a huge fan of is how body positivity has been sort of adapted and changed from what it was when it always should just be being accepting of bodies like you don't have to like the body you don't have to approve of the body it's just saying that everybody deserves to be respected no matter what their body looks like but instead it's become this whole other thing that we're not fans of so we are the we are a fan of the original body positivity which is accept all bodies respect all bodies and people can make the choice or their bodies. Um, you know, both of us, we mentioned that we are separately on uh, weight loss journeys, but you don't have to be like, everyone doesn't have to be on a weight loss journey. They can love their body the way it is. And we have different reasons, you know, Alicia for her, for her hip and her illness, me, because I just want to do more things. Um, I want to be all the places and travel to all the things. And I'm just sort of at a size right now where that's hindering so I want to get healthier and better so I can go on all the hikes and do all the things. Um, so that's my motivation. And everyone has their their motivation or their not motivation. If I decide today that I'm like, you know what, I'm living life enough and I'm good and this is just how I want to be, that should be fine too. You don't have to agree with it. You right. can disagree with it or think it's a horrible choice, but that doesn't mean I deserve less respect than I would when I'm in a spot where I'm like, oh, I want to get in shape and get smaller. And I think that that ends up happening a lot. Right. And that's the part that I think, I hope that the takeaway from our show is to obviously show plus bodies in a different light than maybe than what we're generally seen as, but also let this be a space of healing. And I don't, like Namade mentioned, whether you are on a weight loss journey or not, you know, that is your business and you're right. We're not saying that we're on a morally high ground for being on weight loss journeys or that we're not. Um, I know that there's been a lot of buzzwords like diet culture and fat phobia and all those things. And while they started out with having like positive connotations in order to kind of like dismantle societal standards in the same breath, I have found that a lot of people who find themselves in those spaces as activists have become the moral police over plus size bodies. And in a way, they're kind of adapting the system of the uh, oppressor, which is, you know, you don't want them telling you to lose weight, but now you are telling us it is wrong to lose weight and all of the reasons why and projecting. I feel like a lot of projecting happens in these spaces. So we want to give you guys a nice clean platform where there's no right or wrong for what you decide to do with your plus size body because ultimately it is your body. I think for the sake of this being our first episode though in the intro, Namadi, do you kind of want to share um, like kind of your journey to your weight as it is? You shared 
pictures on social media so we know you were smaller at some point kind of just give us your background and then I'll, I'll share mine after you sure um I've always been chunkier I guess um more curvy which is interesting though now because when I look at pictures of me smaller I'm like I really wasn't that chunky but everyone definitely made me feel yes. like I was because I wasn't stickly and skinny when I was child I mean I was like a woman size six in middle school which is actually quite slim and curvy um but everyone else was like a kid size so they were all like tiny so I seemed bigger um part of the lack of I guess acceptance of my body was that I did grow up in a more um Caucasian area more white so versus um, where I think that, I think we know that black, black bodies also just develop a little bit faster. We tend to get our curves in a little bit younger, but when you're also surrounded, surrounded by people where nobody's getting in those curves, it's just like, oh, okay. Um, so I think that that definitely had an impact of um, how I felt about myself and then just how I just have been on a weight. Like I can't really remember a time where I haven't thought about my weight or that I was chunky, like even as young as like 10, like I just, it's always been a thing. People have had no problem mentioning to me, therefore it became a thing for me. Um, and then throughout high school, um, I was always chunkier, um, but not like as big as I am now, just like more fuller, curvier. Um, and then like, and it was interesting because I would work out, like I did tennis, I did track, and I was like, why am I not small like everyone else? Oh. Um, but then after college, when I, or after, yeah, because I worked out a little bit through college, and then I was saving up to move to Florida, and I, like, stopped working out, and I was just, you know, working or whatever, and I blew up pretty quickly. Um, that's when I realized I had a thyroid issue at the time, and I was on medicine um, for a while because I went, to, actually, it was after I moved to Florida, and I had... I was blowing up and then I had like my period was nonstop for like three months. Mm -hmm. So that's when we started like doing the, the testing. Um, at the time they didn't mention PCOS. I didn't really get that diagnosis. So we'll talk about that later until later. Um, she just thought it was my, my thyroid. Um, and I don't know, from there it's just been. So was it your thyroid? Like, do, do you still have thyroid issues? No, well, see, she said it was, but then when we did my testing with the newer doctor who put me on the PCOS stuff, she said my thyroid was fine. So I don't know, like, if you can have thyroid and then not have thyroid issue, like. Here's the deal. Um, quite honestly, and this is just coming from my experience with hypothyroidism, you can have thyroid issues, but before your thyroid completely burns out, it will go through phases. So what I didn't know for a really long time until I got diagnosed and it was way too late and they had to remove it, was that for years I was exhibiting signs from the time I was probably about 11. And mind you, I didn't get diagnosed until I was like 31. Um, I would have moments where I would go into hyper thyroid. So my metabolism would speed up trying to kind of like balance itself out. And then I would kind of even kill and then I would gain all the weight and as my metabolism slowed, slowed down and then the thyroid would recognize like the pituitary gland would honestly recognize all right, we got to kick this up. I would go into hyper. So I fluctuated for years back and forth between hyper, regular, hypo. Yeah. And so it burns out completely. So 
it is something that's worth being tested for regularly if you've ever been told you've had thyroid disease. And also, um, it's really important that they're testing not just your TSH, which is the thyroid stimulating hormone, but also your T4 and your T3. They tend to forget to do those things. And you can have a lot of signs of thyroid disease before they actually diagnose the thyroid. So like higher cholesterol, insulin resistance, things like that. And even PCOS, um, I have found a ginormous amount of people who are PCOS and thyroid, and they both have it. So keep up with that. Yeah, definitely worth looking into again. Um, And that's the great thing about Alicia. She's very knowledgeable on the medical stuff. She had to be because you have to be right. Like you have to be your own advocate, especially in larger bodies, because no matter what you tell them is wrong with you, they'll say it's because you're fat. You need to lose Mm. weight. Like literally, you can say I hurt my elbow, and they're like, "Oh, well, if you lost weight, you wouldn't." things well, so funny it's especially important to really know your stuff do your research um and alicia is, is great for that um but i mean that's really mostly my journey like from there it's been like gains and losses and you know how it is every time you lose some well for me i lose some i gain it back plus so it's just been like a roller coaster a couple of years ago i was really focused and i lost like 70 pounds and kept it off for like a year which is the longest I've ever kept it off. Um, I'm just trying to get back into that mindset again that that was there. Um, and another thing is like, however you want to lose weight, great. Or not, again, or not lose weight. Um, when I did it back then, I did Herbalife, um, which was good for me. It's just because I'm lazy. And so making those shakes was just easy. Um, and I kept it off by drinking like the one a day. Right now, I'm not doing that. Um, I'm doing, I'm trying to do more like natural meals, but this is also, you know, Alicia mentioned before a no judgment zone. However, you want to lose weight and whatever works best for your body is what works best for your body. We will tell you what we do, what works, what doesn't work, but we're not pushing anything on you. Not saying you have to do it this way. Um, and again, like she meant, like you mentioned earlier, projection, even the weight loss thing, like if you're not on a weight loss journey, that's fine. And I find the people who get really angry about other people being on weight loss journeys are people who like are fake body acceptance with themselves, you know, like they say they're accepting of their bodies, but if they really were, they wouldn't get mad when someone else makes a choice to do something different. It's just my opinion. Cause like when I see people gain or lose, it doesn't impact me either way. I think good for you doing your thing. I, it doesn't make me angry. And I feel like the people who get angry are the people who are not really okay with their bodies. And that's why they're triggered by other people's weight loss or before and after pictures or things like that. That's just my opinion. I tend to agree with that opinion. Um, In terms of my own weight loss, weight gain story, very much like you, um, I was a fat baby. I mean, I was eight pounds, 11 ounces when I was born. Um, And I was chubby all the way up until I I started walking, you know, and you naturally shed those pounds as a baby. But everybody always made such a big deal about my fat cheeks, my fat thighs, you know. As I got older, um, my family, and I know they probably didn't mean any harm. Um, We can discuss that later about family and talking to children. A whole episode. That will be a Um, whole entire episode. (laughs) There was always a lot of commentary about my size. Oh, you're a chunky little one or you're a chubby little one. And to be quite honest, I was always taller than kids my age. Nobody ever accounted for the fact that I was a naturally tall kid. Um, But as I got older and, you know, moving into school age, things like that. Um, I was always slightly bigger than the other kids, 
and they made fun of me for being chubbier. Um, so I got really, really insecure about my weight, very, very young, probably around seven or eight. And I had a really bad experience where I was at a party and somebody, um, their parents used to have like these buckets out of candy so kids could do a grab bag. And I had gone over with the other kids, grabbed a handful of candy like the other kids. And this girl's aunt was like, huh, you might want to put that back. You don't need that. And it shattered me. It shattered me. And I had to be about eight or nine when that happened. And from that moment forward, I developed an eating disorder um, in terms of binge eating. Um, and eating in secrecy, hiding, starving myself in stretches and then binging when after I would like try to starve myself for weeks. My mom had no clue I was doing this. Um, I tried slim fast, all of these things all before I was a teenager. So like I was like 11, 12, you know, trying these things out. And by the time I hit probably like my freshman year, sophomore year of high school, I was a solid two in some change. It wasn't so bad, like in high school, like kids weren't bothering me about my weight because I was around other kids who were built very much like me. Um, I, I had issues with like, I had no boobs until my sophomore year, they came and then all of a sudden they were like ginormous. So I really went through like this stage of hiding my body, yeah, um, yeah. thermals, sweatpants, you know, um, pajama pants and things like that. So it probably wasn't until like my junior year of high school where I kind of just embraced my curviness. And it, every so often I get like a girl who was hateful over a guy who would like say something about my weight. But looking back, um, I was about 270 when I was 18 and got pregnant with my daughter. And I gained, that was the first time I broke into the 300s. I was like 300 something pounds. And I remember being so devastated by the weight gain. But at the same time, like I was so caught up in the fact that I was having this baby. I was 18, I didn't have time to worry about my weight. And I dropped that weight for strong stress immediately after. Looking back, I realized my thyroid was probably like crapping out after my giving birth because hormones have a big effect on that. Um, so for a while, like, Weight wasn't my concern. Like I fluctuated between the 200s and 300s for a really long time before I hit the 400 pound mark. And that 400 pound mark actually happened uh, 2014 when I moved here. And that is around the time where I had my last miscarriage. And also when I started to put on all this weight and that was before we got my diagnosis, like literally two years before. Um, so adulthood was a lot easier for me in terms of weight, like I like by the time I was like in my twenties, I was like over it. Like I was not having a discussion with my weight. Never mind the fact the doctors were literally always telling me, you need to lose weight, you need to lose weight. And when I did drop like a hundred pounds in six months, no one better than I. Everybody was just like, good job. And I'm like, right. hey, listen, sis, I'm not doing anything extra different. That's not normal. They right. test me for diabetes. Oh, you don't have it. They never cared and literally that was the reason was the thyroid disease. So it wasn't until very recently within the last three to four years where I've started having to deal with health issues where now I have to watch my weight because now I'm at my largest. And for those who are naysayers about weight loss, all I know is when I was 300 pounds, I was perfectly fine at 300 pounds. I felt great. I was active. I was moving, but at 400, and 95, which was my highest weight, I didn't feel fine. And I'm currently at 450 and I feel better, but I still don't feel 100%. So people need to do what they need to do for their bodies because no one can tell you what, and don't try to be the person who's like, oh, it's not your weight. If you just do, you can't tell me. If I know that my knees hurt more than they did when I was 150 pounds lighter, sis, like, let me live. Right. Um, 
so my my whole weight gain thing like I, I when I look back at those pictures at me at, at 300 pounds 280 pounds I was a luscious delicious victims okay and I was like I would give anything to crack the 300 pound mark and I always laugh when okay let me not say laugh because I don't want to seem rude or dismissive of other people's issues but whenever people in the 200 300 pound arena and they're like not that big when I look at them and they're like oh I have to lose weight I'm just like one day you're going to be bigger than this maybe and you're going to look back at that and you're going to realize how much you are talking yourself down because of the number on the scale mm-hmm. if you didn't know what the number on the scale was and you just looked at your body in the mirror how you look in your clothes you might feel totally different because yeah. now when i look back on those pictures i'm like i was i was good looking so now it's my mission yes that at whatever size i'm at to look good like yeah. it, it for me not for anybody else not for social media not i mean i do care about my husband but like i want to look good whether i'm in sweatpants or a skirt and i think that is what's been the most helpful for me on this journey is having a different view of myself and my body than i did when i had a much unhealthier mindset mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i think that that's huge and i know for me it's why i talk about self-love all the time because you really do have to practice it and have to have it. And I'm the same way. I look back at pictures of me when I'm small and I'm like, we're so pretty. But I remember not feeling that way then, thinking I look so fat and so horrible and blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, imagine if I had just like accepted myself then, um, you know, how different I would have felt. So for me, even though I'm currently on a journey to change stuff, I'm really, really focusing on accepting myself as I am and loving myself as I am because that's what matters the most like everyone's going to have opinions about you that you look good that you look bad that you're this blah 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 blah. but all that really matters is like what you feel and what you think about the person in the mirror even if you want to change and tweak those things you still have to love the person in the mirror because that's what's going to lead you to making those changes like when you love yourself so much you want to do other stuff um and yeah I'm the same way like when I see people who are a lot smaller talking about like weight loss and diet and stuff and i get that everybody right. has their own version of what looks good for them right. and what feels good so i don't judge it on that aspect but i do like think of like how sad it is that there are some so many people who are like barely overweight who spend so much of their time just feeling bad about themselves because of their weight and i think about that like growing up especially like with the church community like we just talked about weight and diet all the time like when I think back to it like anytime there's a group of women together we're talking about weight and diet and I'm so fat blah blah turtles <laughs> and like right now a none of them were that big and be like couldn't we find other things to talk about like I said I've been literally thinking and talking about dieting since I was like 10 which I think is unacceptable we need to not do that like we can talk about health and things like that but like we and I especially feel it for like the younger group like just let them love themselves as they are Right. And then you could talk to them about health and blah, blah, blah. But the focus should never be on their weight or right. looking better because how they look is fine. Right. It's on, you know, healthy and moving and things like that. Like, so that's a big thing for me. That's a big soapbox for me. I'm all about like, well, get on it. And it's, it's a big soapbox for me too. Cause my daughter, she's 17. Um, within the last year, she's put on some weight. She's always been an itty bitty. Um, she takes after her biological dad and um now she she's my height she's like five eight and a half she might be five nine and she was just crying to me today not literal tears but she's been having 
issues because she's at a higher weight than what she was. She looks amazing though. Like she, her body is beautiful. And I, and she, but even though this is not the environment I've created for her, even though I have spent her entire life um, validating and explaining to her about beauty and inner beauty, you still have to remember kids are influenced by so many other things outside of you as a parent. Um, and even what you do in your household, so you can only hope that the foundation you're setting for them somehow sticks. Yeah. Um, but she, you know, she's trying to work through it and I'm helping her work through it because I'm like, I don't want you to become like me in terms of being obsessive about something when there was absolutely nothing wrong with you. Um, whatever standard you're trying to, because when we first moved down to the South, her issue was that she wasn't big enough. She wasn't thick enough because all the girls down here were cornbread fed and very curvaceous. And she was about 12 when we moved down here. So she wasn't, you know, quite so um, built like that. And she hadn't even menstruated yet. And then shortly, I think she was going on 12. So shortly after, um, she got her menstruation when she hit sixth grade and, um, you know, things started to change. And even then the conversation was so important about self-love and how she viewed herself. And I just kept thinking about my experience as a, as a child and people with stories like yours, like, I can't even tell you how many other big women I've met who sound just like us. Yeah. And I'm got to break this cycle like we have to stop normalizing telling kids like there's something wrong with your body or you know watch the scale because i told her if you didn't know how much you weighed would you care right right and so those are things that i hope that doing this show will help be able to dispel some myths some misconceptions um and really just show a more rounded view of fat bodies because one of the things that frustrates me the most is when somebody puts up their before and after not that they have a before and after but when you choose like the worst picture on a day your hair wasn't done yes. openly laying across the couch like and now i'm smiling and i'm standing like this i'm like Bitch. yeah i think like, that's one of the first things we like linked about like right like all of us feel that way and there are even some people who feel a way about the whole fat people shouldn't have to be presentable in order to be respected no we shouldn't have to be but at the end of the day i like to know that i can clean up and i can be bummy yeah. um but i don't want to lay around and be more depressed and slovenly 24 7 of my life because i'm fat like i refuse to do that yeah. um so i hope that we can kind of break those stereotypes. I also cannot wait to discuss the romance, marriage, and love life and things like that, because that is a really big misconception that people have, mostly that men only date just because they have a fetish, which is not correct. Um, so there's just so many aspects of this, like the assumptions that people make that I'm single, like they, they just immediately think I am not married. I'm just like, okay, all right. Yeah. And there, and then it's like, well, how did you do it? That is the worst, yeah. So I hope that this can be a place of education. Um, good laughs, and we can share about the things that we're doing. Because, um, Namadi, you do some pretty amazing stuff. Like, you talked about in the beginning, you do communication. But can you just tell people what you're doing, like, within the community as a social media correspondent? Like, it sounds so <laughs> fancy. <laughs> uh, I Yeah, I enjoy doing social media correspondent. Um, of course, COVID came in and kind of crashed that a little bit. But I enjoy it, like just going to different events and um, working the Insta stories. And that's something that's hard for me. Like um, I actually recently read an article um, for Queen Size about weight-induced social anxiety. That's a real thing. Hmm. How you feel when you go out into the world and how people tend to 
stare at you, but also ignore you at the same time. It's a very interesting feeling. So I can't wait to talk about that topic and a whole bunch more. Uh, we're going to be coming on, we're doing every other, every other week. Um, and we will let you know the posting dates. We'll include that below, but we hope that you will, you know, join us on this journey. We want to share our lives with you, but we also want you to share yours with us. So leave comments, send us DMs. Uh, if you have dilemmas, questions, we want to answer them. We want to help you out. Yeah. So we want this to be a community, not just us talking at you. We want this to be a community because we are all more, and that's why we called it more than my size, not just more than our size. It's not about us. It's about you. So you are more than your size. We are more than our size. We're all more than more than my size. So I'm I'm excited about this. Me too. Like you've just summed that up very nicely. So like she said, this is community. Leave your comments. Send us your questions. We'll drop an email down below where you can contact us and reach us. We'll also drop you the Instagram page we'll create and we'll also give you our personal Instagram pages. And hopefully, you know, we'll be creating a Facebook page. We want to give this an absolute haul so that you guys can have access to us and really have a community. And hopefully we can give you guys resources that will be useful to you as well. Mental health is a really big thing for both myself and Imari. And that is something that we think is really key in our community. Um, so thank you guys so much though for joining us for our very first episode of more than my size this has been a blast we cannot wait to come back to you guys in another two weeks we will see you then Bye.